Hello and welcome back to the Full Fat Podcast with me, Charlie Lilly, and my other two variants of Charlie Lilly. Um, and we have just watched Loki, episode six. I think we're also go, going to go into Freaky that we saw at the weekend in mm-hmm. separate cinemas. We, we saw them all separately in our own timelines. Yes. And uh, we might even touch on B-movie as well. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. But um, first off, viewers we need to talk about a little prediction we made last week and that was that it would come home and you may have remember i may remember i said to you we do it for a joke the english because we know we're terrible ultimately and there was a low chance of it coming home and indeed it didn't come home uh what do you mean rest assured sorry what what do you mean it came home what are you talking about (laughs) oh you're in denial are you (laughs) what do you mean in my, my timeline. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Charlie Variant Uno Dos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number 12, I guess. This is, yeah. yeah. I'm the Italian Charlie Variant, and um, it came home for us. So. Well, it came really? to Rome. So, yeah. It came to Rome. It's come in uh, Rome, is what we sing. Uh, Are you kidding me? So I'm the only Charlie variant that saw it not come home. <laughs> but but, but Charlie's timeline is the only timeline where it came home for England. Is that correct? That is correct. That is it? true. Yes. Did, yes. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. How does it feel over there? Well, um, um, we figured out. Pe- oh, not you. Not you, Italy. Not you, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the peace of that entire country is, has happened. Uh, everyone is holding hands and singing Kumbaya. Um, it's pretty, Damn, just as we predicted. Wow. It's pretty sweet, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I feel sorry for you guys. Well, I must say to those other timelines where we didn't win, <laughs> go back from the rock from whence you emerged. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, my no, God. unfortunately, we're all in the darkest timeline, and we yeah. it didn't come home. And uh, Did not we are, come home. yeah. But and even even Love Island isn't good this year, so we Love are Island truly in the darkest darkest timeline. Although we did come to the final, so that is that is yeah. the takeaway. Best we've and you know but what? is that worse? Is it worse to make it all the way and not bring it home? Is that truly the darkest timeline? You're just trying to egg us on because you're the Italian Charlie. You it's think true. it's funny, don't you, that we lost? <laughs> But you know, I would just like to say I think all the players did fucking cracking and Southgate, you're still you're still the one. And you know, on a serious note, even though Boris said (laughs) he still turns you on, he he still turns you on. Um but also fuck all the players that stormed Wembley and have said terrible stuff to Rashford and the like. Fuck that. Um not cool. Not cool. Yeah, I was it's um, embarrassing for us. That's what it is. I was watching I was watching the match in a building like right next to Wembley Stadium and like literally it was chaos getting mm. up there and then we saw them like all rush the stadium I've got like a video it was so yeah, mental yeah. they all just pushed through and like were barging up and then it was weirdly like eerie on the way home because nobody was like talking chanting cheering mm. like everybody was literally just walking like I just think you know like for, for the British, the Hillsborough disaster is a, mm-hmm. a very tangible recent thing in memory that kind of, you know, that's the reason why we have the security and safety measures in stadiums that we do. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's fucking disgusting 
that, you know you know we know that's a thing that happens to so many people and like people so many people fucking died mm. and you're now going to storm Wembley and also it's embarrassing okay. for like you know yeah. you want to we want to do like a World Cup bid or the next Euro bid that's not going to fucking happen well we got fined in the semi-finals didn't we because someone pointed a laser in the goalkeeper's eye yeah although um I did see an incredible meme. <laughs> That was like what the goalkeeper sees, and it was like one of those clubs where all the green lights like. That's very funny. I also saw an incredible one of like um, it was the goalie like the laser in his eye, and then it cut to Matt Smith doing this with the sword. I see there was one with Boris as well, with him doing it. undefeated. Our goalkeeper, Pickford, is like become a national treasure overnight just with his attitude of like, oh, why more? do I have to do this? No, He's just like, fucking hell, get out of there. I don't want it down here. What? No, like, the, the single milkiest thing was when he was like, you could see him going, no problem, no problem. Before he, <laughs> before he saved the goal, no problem, no problem. Before he like, saved the bloody penalty. going for that man's mind. <laughs> what a legend. Right <laughs> I do think the pressure yeah. must be insane. Oh, oh my God, my absolutely. God. Absolutely. Oh my god! Uh, poor Saka as well. Nineteen years of age yeah. to take the penalty that decides whether England win in the finals. Damn, Literally. that is tough. That's tough. As soon as it went to penalties, that's that's kind of game over for England. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we knew. We knew. We tried. I can't believe that, that the they said that apparently they've been practicing non-stop penalties as well in training, and we still. Fucked it. Yeah. Because the pressure is different when you're there. It's just not our strength. It's, it's just, just not our strength, yeah. boys. It's just not our strength. Come on, guys. Qatar. Qatar 2022. That's it. It's going to come over. It's going to happen. It's going to come over. <laughs> I don't think it will, but that's, a, that's oh, for 2022 Nancy, to deal are. with. You really are Italian, <laughs> hey, Charlie, aren't you? That's what I mean. Like, Italy are going to take it home again. So that's what, that's what Italian Charlie says. Mm. I'm he also cooks sh- great pizza. I, I don't want to be a negative Nancy either, but Harry Bag told me it's going to be taking place in winter for us because Qatar have their summer, you know, like in Australian and oh. sort of time because it's Southern Hemisphere. So we're going to have it. Oh, that's we're going to have shame. the World Cup in the winter. I know, I know. I thought that. Yeah. But do you You're know what? Summer, it's something. You? It's something nice to look forward to in the winter time. I guess gets us through those yeah, cold, just, cold nights but you know I, I want a cold beer on a hot summer's day yeah. i'm in my shorts yeah. you know, in the beer got, garden we got, we got to the final again you know everyone doubted yeah. us and now we're going to win this time it's coming home yeah. and i just don't want to do that in like a cold british pub yeah imagine putting your coat on to go watch the match exactly exactly <laughs> does, 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 do these phrases go together world cup layers no okay. <laughs> We all know it's onions and layers. Yes, mm. and ogres. And then there's this like subsection in the middle where Shrek sits. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So Anyway. Anyway. Terry, Terry, we've discussed this, all right? I do the transitions, Matt. all right? Don't try to do the show. Right? You know, sometimes <laughs> you guys just get talking and I have to just move stuff along, you know. We, we actually haven't discussed it, but I like the idea no, that yeah, I like yeah, the idea that off 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 podcast I'm like um like He's the Tom Cruise producer is yeah, 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 I'm like yeah. Tropic Thunder, I'm like literally go and fuck your own face. <laughs> we go to bed at night and we have very, very serious chats about my behaviour on the podcast. I'm, I mean, yes, yes. I mean you joke, but I've literally got like a sore level trap attached to my ankle and if I don't finish the podcast <laughs> Matt presses the buzzer 
Oh no. You, you joke about um, about all this, but Terry, what you said a moment ago about like, yeah, like we have these discussions about the podcast in bed. Um, someone I know, a friend of mine, uh, who I won't, I won't name any names, but said that uh, they were going into a partnership with two other people and midway into the partnership, two of them became a couple. And they said that the point at which they knew they had to get out of this three-way business relationship was when one of them spoke to them and said, yeah, we had a business meeting last night in bed and we really thought that da-da-da-da-da. And, and apparently they were just like, um, in, in their head, I think this is, this is it. I think I'm going to leave this. <laughs> <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? They're having business meetings in bed <laughs> while she was just sat there. I was only joking. Charlie, please don't leave us. <laughs> yeah, no, Char, we don't have any business meetings in bed. We don't. We don't. <laughs> They're all about, like, Look, how can we get rid of Charlie? <laughs> Look, what are we going to do? The Full Fat Podcast isn't the only place where the magic happens, is all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, now that I've embarrassed Terry, Loki, <laughs> episode six... Terry, since you seem so keen on uh, taking over the podcast... I swear to God, if you tell me to synopsise, it's not happening. Get away. Take it back. We have had this actual discussion. We've actually discussed this. (laughs) So, you... Your podcast, you synopsise. I thought it was the Terry Murphy podcast. Did you say that last week? Well, I got told I wasn't allowed to do that anymore. Well... I've been told that I might be able to strike a deal with you, and that is that okay. I'll explain to viewers for the next minute why I'm not wearing any sunglasses, and you can, in that time, think about what you're going to say to stop okay. the plot. And also, you don't have to give us like a real intense breakdown. I think just give us, you know, the rough beats, and yeah. tell us who we met, and why okay. they might be significant, and then and then I'll take it back over. And then I'll mm-hmm. ask you guys what you think. And then it might go back to you, it might go back to Charlie. We don't know at this point. <gasps> From here on out, I don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> can um, I just press end on the podcast after that little speech? That could be it. That, that could be the whole podcast. <laughs> That's the full yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Certainly make our, our edit easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, as I promised, uh, Terry's going to be thinking about how she's going to synopsize the plot. Whilst I tell you one, not wearing sunglasses, because this is a visual only um, segment of the podcast. You don't really get much out of this, because you can just see the audio. Anyway, Terry, would you like to snop the plot? Well, it's actually really hard to Google a synopsis for a pl- for a thing that happened today. So, mm. but it is easy to snop something you've watched today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we head back to the the middle of the storm where Elias was, where Loki and Sylvie enchanted them, mm-hmm. enchanted Elias mm-hmm. the big monster mm-hmm. and then they found find a citadel was it a citadel mm-hmm. that, at the end of time mm-hmm. where our good pal kang um is chilling uh, and kang the conqueror or is it it's not it's not kang the conqueror though is it we'll, well get into that in a bit just, it's just a guy called kang then kang is like yeah i'm in charge of everything um, and I know what, everything that's going to happen, and then obviously Loki and Sylvie, being the little tricksters they are, try and kill him, and he's like, gotcha, 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 at every hurdle. 
Um, and he's then... like he's covered in grease, and they keep trying to like catch him, and he just <laughs> like slides out. Away. He's in speedos. He's just greased up. He just comes like, Shh. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Um... <laughs> That's really. I'm imagining like a Loki variant that's like slippery Loki, and you think, oh god, that's slippery Loki, but then he's actually just covered in grease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like sliding along the floor. <laughs> all, all I keep thinking about since you've said that is uh, there's a character in the Watchmen HBO series that like slivers mm. under the, f- through the floor down like a drain, and anyone who's seen it, this is the podcast, will know exactly what I'm talking about, and that's all I could think about when you guys were saying that. It's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Like, I actually had the visual in my oh. head, like, as you said it. So Fantastic. And that's, and that's my monthly reminder that I need to get around to watching Mate, Watchmen. what are you doing, man? And I don't know why I haven't done it yet. I don't yep, know no, why no. you haven't. I know. I know. Well, look, you know what? Look, now, now the shame is, is public shame. <laughs> so oh. you can comment can telling comment. me, yeah, that to I need watch to watch it. Watchmen. Yeah. Who watches The Watchmen? Not me, apparently. Not, not Will. <laughs> so you could say you're not a watchman. Could you finish synopsizing the plot? Right? <laughs> terrible jokes. Oh, you keep interrupting my synopsizing talking about Watchmen. You're right, um, I do. So, Slippery Kang has been slippery sliding everywhere and then reveals that he's in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. And then Owen Wilson goes to visit the woman who's in charge of the TVA and they have like a little battle and she kicks his ass. Mm, 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 mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her name's Renslayer. Renslayer, yes. Um, Judge Renslayer. And then we find out she was like a teacher at some point. I don't remember the order in which stuff happened. I just remember that stuff happened. Um, and I'm really bad at this. <laughs> so then, guess go, go, go. I would agree with that. <laughs> Would you like? Would you like me to hand it over to Charlie? No, I'm nearly done. Because I feel like he's been laughing at you. No, maybe, maybe he. Maybe I'm laughing at you. You fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, then he's like, if you kill me, you'll start off this multiversal war that I am in, that I'm like controlling right now. So don't do that. So then Loki and Sylvie. Loki's like, no, we probably shouldn't. We should probably like hear him out. And Sylvie's like, no, I'm blinded by revenge, and I must kill this guy. So then she betrays Loki. And then she kills Kang. And then Loki's back at the TVA and he goes up to Owen Wilson. And Owen Wilson's like, dude, what's going on? And then he looks up at the statues of the, the timekeepers. And guess who it is? Bum, bum, bum. Not Slippery Kang. Could be possibly Kang the Conqueror. The Even variant. Kang. Interesting. Was that good enough? Did I, I think that was pretty good. I think that was pretty good snopting. That was pretty good snopting. Um, and now time for what we thought. I would like to say that I thought it answered questions, mm-hmm. but posed enough new ones so that it was a satisfying finale for me, left enough that I really want season two. Um, it was an episode in and of itself. I was a bit worried that it was just going to be a load of revelations. I still feel like there was an A to B there. I like yeah. that the only person Loki's ever truly romantically loved has broken his heart and betrayed him. And I can't wait to see how that plays out in season two. I also can't wait to see Kang the Conqueror TVA. I also can't wait to see how how the fuck he's going to get B-15 and Mobius back on side. Uh, and of course, Sylvie at some point. But who knows what she's up to now. Charlie, what did you think of it? Did you enjoy it? Did you dig? Did you dig? I, I digged it, mate. I thought it was fantastic. I, I thought it was genius to have this be a Kang variant. I think it was a really cool idea to see like the good version of Kang. Um, 
it, it's cool. It, well, yeah, but like I think it's cool because uh, it's kind of like seeing a, a more morally good version of Thanos, and I think that's I mean that's what I think is very interesting about it is that um, mm. I like the the cause of having the evil Kangs, the Kang the Conquerors, is through the Lokis essentially making a fuck up, making a mistake. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. like that the very thing that we started the show with, which was we can't have these Loki variants escape because they're going to mess up the timeline, mm. happens at mm. the end out of their own choice, um, even though they know the consequences of that. And I just thought that was great. Um, I thought Kang was fantastic. I really liked that he was kind of like a nutty professor almost. He was a bit like... Yeah. He was a bit like... He's been on his own too long. He's a bit kind of... You know, he, 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 I like that he kind of wanted to give it away, the burden of mm. the timeline. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I'm sure we're going to go more into nice. it, but that's my basic opinions. Terry, what do you, uh, what did you think? Um, I think Matt hit the nail on the head when he said, like, I'm satisfied with it. Yeah. I didn't find myself... Like, in the last episode, I found myself on the edge of my seat. I was exhilarated. I was really, like enjoying watching what was going on but mm. like as much as i got all the answers that i needed and you said as you said it set up really well for the next season i wasn't overly excited and i was just i found myself being like yeah i've kind of i've got the information now i i'm mm. ready for this to sort of be over and then you know as much as yes we're getting ready for season two like i just felt mm, just content with it i wasn't over excited by it but i do think it has wrapped up what is the best series we've had from marvel out of the so. MCU Disney Plus stuff? Yes. I would agree with that. I and I, I, I really thought it was going to be... Not necessarily that I thought it was going to be the worst one, but it was one I was least excited about. Yeah. And I feel like it was the one that had the least kind of room to explore Potential. something interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny about this one is, like, everybody is watching Loki. Like, most mm. people skipped out on Division. It wasn't really, like, what people really wanted. And then I feel like like a lot of people didn't even bother with Falcon and Wind Soldier but like random people who I wouldn't really have thought like my dad my dad turned mm. around like I've been watching Loki and I'm like it, really? yeah I can't believe like that's the one out of all of them that people would choose to watch more I see I kind of had different character. experience they do but yeah. for me uh, it was well with my mum it was WandaVision was the one she kept bringing up and she's not mentioned these other two did she actually watch WandaVision? Um, well, no, because she doesn't have Disney Plus. But I said to her I could give her, give her um, our Disney Plus, but she... Uh, our she, Disney Plus. You know what I mean. <laughs> Your Disney Plus. Um, she... Oh, so you completely thrown me off. Sorry, was it was just funny. Was it was just say. funny. Um, she, she doesn't have Disney Plus, we said we'd give it to her. Yeah. Oh, that was it. She... Um, she doesn't. She she doesn't care about the MCU. Doesn't care about superheroes. Didn't know who Scarlet Witch was. The thing that uh, that pulled her in was uh, it said in the paper it was going to be all different like old classic TV shows. And she was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Like they're going to go for all the TV okay. shows. Yeah. Oh, so I do think like with these. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like with these Disney Plus shows because they're free from the bonds of that two hour twenty framework. They can explore things that I think yeah. like Joe Public would want to watch. That's not necessarily tied to superheroes. Like this is a you know as we've said before, got similar similar ties to Doctor Who, Douglas Adams, all those kinds yeah. of things. So if, if you like that kind of classic British sci-fi, I think you'd like Loki a lot. Yeah. Mm, Speaking of the Dick Van Dyke show, have you guys watched it? No, I haven't. It's like, although it's like very of its time, it's actually fantastic storytelling and I do recommend it. I watched the first episode on mm. recommendation 
of Courtney from work. Shout out to Courtney. Thank you for that. Um, it was actually a really, really great episode to watch, and I really recommend watching it. They're, I think they're on YouTube. I'm pretty sure they're on YouTube. Oh, amazing. Um, I do love But, like, the way they tell the story beats, yeah, the way they tell the story beats is so clear, and some of the jokes are so funny, and obviously there are bits of it like, ha-ha, woman belonging kitchen sort of thing. Um, I see. But that's, you know, sort of more of its time. Yeah. yeah, well, if you like that first one division episode, I'd definitely recommend watching the Dick Van Dyke show. I thought I, I thought women did belong in the kitchen. Burger King told me so last year. Do you not remember that? No. Oh yeah, that was weird, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Do you not remember that, Terry? No, I feel like I oh, vaguely Burger... have a memory of it happening, Burger King... but I don't remember the advert. Well, I'm about to say Burger King tweeted um, women belong in the kitchen, and then they tweeted like, oh, you know, because they should be allowed to do. Yeah, no, I do remember that. I do remember that. Oh, Burger King, get out of here. Who even goes to Burger King? How are they still in business? Who eats at Burger King? I think it's the worst one. I like Burger King a lot. I disagree. I think the burgers are better than McDonald's burgers by a lot. Mm. I don't. It's all right. I think. I think it's the worst fast food. And the only real memory I have of it is when I was like service station six or seven. I think I got like the X Men Last Stand Wolverine in the Happy Meal. (laughs) <laughs> and I started like profusely vomiting after I had my Burger King and that was like one of my first Burger Kings so that's what I kind of associate it with that's I've it. had them since and I just don't think it's that tasty but, oh, yeah, but I got a Wolverine figure out of it they're alright bacon they're and cheese double XL the chips just aren't as good either the chips don't the chips don't do it for me either now you know what used to do it for me chip wise the KFC chips the original chips and they changed them and now yes. they're not as good. They used I agree. to be. Oh, they used to be. Oh, God. Don't get me started on KFC. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> um, I thought everything with Kang, with Jonathan Majors, was really cool. I love that they brought him in at the end of this. And I, I really enjoy that, you know, there's enough fans of the MCU now that will watch every single thing that comes out that they've kind of had the confidence now to rather than it be sort of like a soft arc between Infinity Stones, they're actually giving you substantial movements forward yeah. in the canon in every single show apart from something that's a bit more earthbound i guess like captain america but like this feels like a direct continuation of the multiverse storyline in wandavision and then spider-man no way home is obviously going to expand this whole variance thing isn't it like i i imagine we'll hear the term variance at some point yeah. when all these different spider-men are about and then that's obviously going to feed right into multiverse of madness and then from there who knows like I do think it's interesting that we're going to get a Lady Thor in Love and Thunder. And they've not specified that's a whether good that's point. the Jane Foster, have they? They that's haven't a good said. Point. It's a very mm. good point, Mr. Mm. Mr. Matt. That is true. And we didn't think Loki was necessarily going to tie into these other things in the first place. So mm. we don't know that Thor isn't either. I think it's interesting. Well, that- we've already seen a Thor variant. Oh yeah, no, we did. Yeah, the Thor that Throg. Yeah, yeah, Throg. I think it's interesting that Throg. we've this lo- this show has become a central viewing for the MC- yeah. MCU. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Like, does that not scare you slightly though? That like we have to watch, we have mm, to get this particular subscription mean. to watch their TV show before we can go to the cinema and watch their film. Um, mm. It doesn't scare me because because you know I'm a based human being. Hashtag based. And what I think being part of the hashtag based life involved, I'm going to stop saying based now, is that. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. 
is that if one of these turns out to be shit, I'll just stop watching. And if someone turns around to me and goes, oh, but wait, you really need to watch that one for the law. I'll go and Google it. Do you know what I mean? So like, it, the, the ball is still in their court to deliver good storytelling, as far as I'm concerned. The fact that like it all connects isn't going to like make me watch Ant Man: Quantum Mania if it's not like a, sh- a fucking stinker. Do you know what I mean? Which it could be. <laughs> yeah. Well, we recently Fair. watched Infinity War Fair and Endgame with my sister, and she'd only seen a select few of the uh, the Marvel movies, hadn't she? Um, yeah. She still watched it and understood everything that was going on. So I, I, I think they're very aware mm. of that. Not everyone's going to be watching everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I think and, and that's the point. War... We that's what we were talking. Sorry, that's what we were talking about with Kang. Because if I hadn't been watching with you guys and talking about Kang in the run up, I would have had no clue. And they didn't say it once mm. in the episode who he was. He was just this other guy, or the the last guy, the one remains. Um, but I think that's the so key, yeah. isn't it? In like, like you don't. I suppose you don't need all of it to enjoy well, no, exactly. it. He, he's an interesting character all all on his own. Absolutely. And, and I think it, as well, like it kind of proves the difference between doing Marvel movies and Marvel TV. Is if that was a Marvel movie, Loki the movie, it would have ended with the post credit scene. It would have been two minutes of Kang going woo, and that would have been like, <laughs> oh my god, Kang's in it. Whereas now, because they've got like six hours, they can actually have him sit down and have a conversation. And, you know, talk about the notion of time and cause and effect. And, and I just loved it for yeah. that. And also, I, I really like the idea that in terms of the themes of belief that have gone through through the season, we went from Mobius being this character that he has found empowerment and, and glorious purpose through belief and through giving over his choices to someone else and being okay with the idea that everything's laid out for him, he just has to follow this plan. And that's, that's, that's where relief will come from to kind of going with Loki's idea that, you know, that's wrong and this is all a lie and this is only been done for like scrupulous purposes to then go back again and sort of flip that on its head. It's like, well, to be honest, Kang was right. Like yeah. he was the best option and now it's all going to unravel. We're going to see, I imagine in the next 10 years, we're going to get secret wars, aren't we? That's yeah, where this definitely. is going. Yeah. 100%. They're, yeah, they, yeah. They've definitely gone, what's the next... Avengers, what's the next Infinity War in game? Mm, we're gonna take yeah. this. We, we we did the Thanos saga sort of thing from the comics. Now we're gonna do the Infinity Gauntlet stuff, and now we're gonna take yeah. the Secret Wars. It definitely seems like that's where they're gonna go with it, hundred percent. I also, I also th- think. Sorry, sorry, go on. We think at the same time, Terry. Maybe we it's do. the same thought. Should we both say our thought at the same time? No, let's not do that. That'll be no. terrible. <laughs> you say chaos. yours. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was gonna talk about the ending and say that like I like how they did fuck it up like they didn't do because when we watch all these like Avengers movies essentially we are watching the heroes but now we're sort of watching the anti-heroes the villains Mm. the sort of people so it's Mm. nice to like to have an ending where it's like oh wow they really went and did the thing they weren't supposed to do they've really fucked up what like this is going to change the whole course of the thing which is something we don't see a lot in the marvel universe because they always do the right thing and stay the course and be the hero i think you're right and i think that's why this finale was the best finale of the three mcu shows i think the problem with both falcon and wandavision is by the time it got to the end they sort of tried to become an mcu movie for the last hour yeah but they didn't Mm -hmm. have quite the budget or or the action to to carry that off whereas here they just 
they did all the action last episode. This episode was smaller. three people at a table chatting. Yeah, smaller, more intimate. We did um, get some pretty sick action, though, with Sylvie beating Loki up. I really enjoyed did. that. But the stakes felt very personal, even though we yes. were dealing with like all of time and space, which is, again, something that Doc 2 does very well. Do you know what I mean? It's always these huge stakes, but really it's about Amy Pond getting her parents back. Uh, that was why this episode worked for me. Definitely. It's about Loki and Sylvie's relationship yeah. and about that trust. Exactly, I agree. <laughs> I think Sylvie's a really interesting character because of that that whole trust thing. Um, it's a, I think it's fundamentally understand makes you understand Loki <clears throat> and his problems. Mm. Uh, I also want to put Loki. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Uh, I actually want to put Loki. <laughs> Loki. <laughs> I want to put Loki in my favorite category of all time, which is the can't catch a break character car- category, um, <laughs> and. I've never looked at him that way before until this show, but now I'm like thinking back. Well, think about it. First of all, let's look at everything that's gone wrong for the poor fella. This this entire show, he's seen yeah. himself die. He has been trapped in like endless loops. He has like fallen in love with himself and then been like turned against. Like everything that he could possibly do to this man has happened. He's found out that he mm. there's another version of him that's even better who achieved his goal, but he actually died lonely. Uh, like it, I thought I loved all that. Also, now it's making me uh, rethink back to when Doctor Strange makes him fall through that, uh, and he's like, "I've been falling <laughs> for twenty minutes," and I'm like, "Oh, he's, he's the ultimate can't catch a break character in the MCU," and yeah. I'd never see him that way. And now I'm like. They need to just keep doing that. I think just keep, just keep mm. having him deal with like the worst scenarios <laughs> possible and continue. But I, you can do that with a character that also that tried to murder yeah. the entire city mm. and planet in the Avengers. You yeah. know, punish him as much See, as you can. I thought it was. I, I don't think I it was great. Sorry, and it makes us root for him. More. I don't think it makes us root for him more. It does. Acknowledging your point before I jump in, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so rude. Um, and uh, I forgot what my point was that I was going to jump in with. Oh, no, fantastic. Right. No, fantastic. I've got it, I've got it. <laughs> no, I've got a different point. I've got something else that I'll talk about because I had something on Charlie's point, but then I forgot because I was apologising. So um, I think that the way that they do Sylvie and Loki and the way they act with like very similar mannerisms, like the way they were like moving and walking today as if they were one but almost not and like the variations of how like they sit in the chair is like so similar, but so, but still different. And I think yeah. that those two actors working that out is so good. So clever. They're a great pairing. I want to, I want to see yeah. more adventures. I mean, that, that Sylvie's definitely going to be in season two. There's no way. Of course. I remembered my point. It. I was going to go on from Charlie's point and say, I don't think we're going to see Loki rejoin the main timeline. Ever. I think he will, and that'll be or like the way end in the of future. his... Yeah, I think that'll be like his final yeah. turn of the story will be he gets to go home. In my opinion, anyway. Home the long way around, I think that's it. I think so, because I saw an image that someone posted today from the comics where it's Doctor Strange, Wanda, and Loki all like fighting off some stuff. And I was like, oh... Well, I could totally see that now. That's what in the mul- multiverse of madness, mm. Loki comes to help Doctor Strange. WandaVision's also there. Yeah. Very much looking forward to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do remember reading a rumour many years ago, um, kind of in the lead-up to the end of, sort of Phase 3 and, and indeed the Infinity Saga, um, which is kind of tying off like one ear of the MCU. And I remember reading that kind of the idea going forward was that the space cosmic magic stuff was going to kind of have its own arc 
through line and then the earth stuff was going to sort of become its own thing and like they were going to cross over less and i could definitely see that with the exception of no way home because black widow and uh Falcon Soldier feels so divorced from all this stuff. Definitely. But also, they've had things like that um, Valentina, Madame Hydra person, popping up. It feels like that's kind of connecting, and all of this stuff's implicitly connected. We've so I feel like maybe that might... That, it was a rumour, but I feel like that could be true going forward. It would be interesting to see how much the Earthbound stuff and the space stuff sort of go on these parallel paths. Yeah. Definitely. Interesting. And do you guys think that what happened in this episode with the timeline splintering mm. off had any mm. effect um, I don't know the timeline Matt you might know more than me had any effect to some of the stuff that went on in WandaVision uh, this is what I was thinking with the Quicksilver stuff because like mm. I was in my head I thought like what if um, the Quicksilver variant did really come and then the Ralph Boner stuff was like the TVA fixing it and later on we'll get like we'll see that and it will all mm. link up do you know what i mean because it's, cool like, it's the only it's the only sense i can make of ralph boner <laughs> still <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if he was indeed a quicksilver variant and i think that would be a smart way of them undoing what was a pretty disappointing resolution yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming back. Um, i also wonder with phase four going forward like they haven't announced any avengers films or any team-up films but I wonder if they're planning to do a bit of a Captain America Civil War and actually put like the big game-changing story beat in a solo film. We know Jonathan Major's Kang is going to turn up in Ant-Man 3, and that's like one of the later ones in the timeline. So I think it's coming in 2023. Yeah. yeah, so I could so see, based on what we've had already, WandaVision leads into Loki, Loki leads in some way into No Way Home, Doctor Strange learns about variants in No Way Home. He then has his multiverse of madness stuff where Scarlet Witch is now folded into that. Maybe even Loki folds into that. Mm. And they have a, you know, they're a magic trio. And then, you know, Thor might tie in. Then we have Quantumania. And Quantumania, I think it would be interesting if they played it that way. Because I don't think people are really that excited for a third Ant-Man movie. They obviously are fans of it. But in terms of the different franchises that Marvel has, I think it's on the lower end of excitement. And I think Captain America, they, they were smart to, to fold in all the other Avengers for his third movie. I could totally see them doing the same thing with Ant-Man. Yeah. And Quantumania is kind of the end of the phase Avengers team-up film. So it's like Ant-Man, Loki, Wanda, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man. All the ones that have been affected by the multiverse stuff. Maybe with a few more. And that's kind of where all of this stuff comes to a head like Avengers did like Civil War did like Infinity War did that'll be our Infinity War for this phase I can phase. see that anyway that's just my hunch yeah. that's just my hunch I've got actually I just had a thought uh, in between all of that mm. and that is I don't know what you guys think of this um, do you think they're going to use this sort of multiverse stuff to maybe mm. explain the sort of uh, how do you put it there being some sort of new Black Panther after Chadwick's passing Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. That. I had not thought about that. I'm not yeah. thought about anything like that. I'm kind of of the opinion that I, I said in a, in, a, in a full fat video that I don't think the role should be recast, and a couple of people got salty at me about that. And I think to clarify, what I think I meant is I think it would be weird to recast him for Black Panther two. I think it would very much feel like someone is stepping on Chadwick's toes there. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think. 
you know, once you've honoured that that passing that was, you know, it, it wasn't circumstances that could have been predicted. So that movie's got to kind of deal with that. But I do think in the future, um, the MCU does need a Black Panther. And yeah. we should have another one. And Definitely. also, like, you know, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm too white to speak for the black community of the world. But I think it's fucking great that they got Black Panther. And I think, you know, just because Chadwick's passed... Does that, that mean we should we shouldn't have another one? Like I think we should have another Black have, Panther. Like have we you know, discussed the idea before of Shuri um, becoming queen, but she doesn't take over the Black Panther mantle, and it's one of the warrior ladies? Have yes, we discussed that? Yes. Or did I see that somewhere else? I, I'd be happy with any of those, but I yeah. just think that in some form that was that was a kind of a watershed moment for superhero cinema to have a character like that lead a yes. billion dollar movie like that, and we should have. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't just go away. Because, because the actor unfortunately passed away. I think we should have totally more of those stories in the future. <laughs> so I think, you know, we're, ba- we're back from uh, the Zoom jump. Uh, and we may have bickered during that time. But uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but the main thing is that Loki, episode six, I think, was a fitting finale to a series that has been more than I could have hoped it was going to be. I think it's the best MCU Disney Plus show so far. I think it's one of the best things the MCU's done, and I definitely think it's the best thing Loki's done since he tried to take over New York. Or the worst thing, depending on your morality. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys have anything to add, or should we we jump into something else? That was Loki, I guess. Um, Do we want to rank episodes, or should we skip that? (sighs) Give, Give us your quick ranking. Give us your quick ranking. I think I'd go my pick four, ranking? one, two, five, six, three. Probably. That's. Don't hold me to that. That came out of my mouth. Just, just I just let it happen. Yeah. I think off the top of my head, I'd go four, five, one, six, two, three. Um, Again, just off the... Yeah, this is top of the head stuff here. Uh, I'm going to go with... 4... 1... 2... 5... 6... 3... I think that's what if you just cut this out, it just really looks like we're three people who can't count. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cut down. One, one, <laughs> one. three, yeah. six. Yeah, three was the one where they were trapped on the planet, wasn't it? Yeah, three was the weakest stuff. Yeah, that was the yeah. worst episode. Definitely. Yeah, oh, it was I the it was the, the least. I liked it, but I think in terms of the others being really tightly structured and delivering like essential story beats i think that was the one episode where it kind of just slowed down and they kind of just hung out for a bit but i think we needed that i i don't think it could have done without it you know i think it was necessary i think it was a nice little pit stop on the motorway but i think it could have been tighter could have been Mm. a tighter episode i agree yeah and and if and if we have to rank them then that that something's got to come last that would come last for me i get it i get it i get it what was your last one terry uh, my last one, I think I'd put three, but I honestly couldn't remember what two and three were, so I just put them yeah. at the end. I think that's, I think that's Loki. That's and Loki. that, of course, wraps up 
the MCU for this year. Now, of course not, because we've still got Shang-Chi and Eternals. And what if? Yep. And Spider-Man. What if? <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. yeah. That's December, isn't it? That's actually insane that the amount deep. of Marvel that... we've had this year. We're going to get this year. That is enough insane. for like a full year before yeah. we even got onto any of that That's stuff. That's enough yeah, for yeah. a lifetime. Yeah. I understand it's been squished because of the pandemic. The pandemic like bit, some yeah. of this stuff. Like last year would have actually been Black Widow Eternals, WandaVision, I think. Oh no, and Falcon Soldier. Right. Um, so obviously... It's, it's kind of a bit packed in, but still, that is yeah, it's yeah, way yeah. too much. Way too much. With the series yeah. as well. I'm, I'm a bit burnt out on it now. I'm yeah. a bit burnt yeah. out on it like how I was burnt out on Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? Same. I need a bit of a break. I'm the exact same. I agree. Mm. I agree. I need like a while of can... just weird A24 movies for a bit. <laughs> just to like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Before I go back to the, the franchises, I just need something to watch. I'm going to make think... Matt watch Gossip Girl for a break. That's a good idea. Sure, sure, we could do it. We could do it. We could do Gossip Girl. We could do the Gossip Girl reboot. <laughs> nah, I have no interest. No, we want, we want OG team, don't we? We, we want, want OG. The and they're yeah. never going to be as nasty as they used to be. And it's just no fun. No, I mean, yeah. Let's not get into how nasty Gossip Girl is. Because <laughs> I watched a bit of the first episode. I don't want to go even go into it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Freaky, we watched... At the weekend, in separate cinema screens. We didn't watch it with Charlie, because, you know... We, we had a separate business meeting in bed, and we decided that we didn't <laughs> want to include Charlie. We can't do everything with Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but you, you, have, you, of course, saw it with your girlfriend. At a different time of the day, a different screen in the same cinema. Same, Is that yes. correct? And we didn't plan that yeah. at all. We didn't even... I didn't, oh. We didn't even know, did we? <laughs> I didn't know you'd seen it that day. I was yeah, going to say I, to you, oh, you should see Freaky, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know you'd seen it either. How interesting. Yeah. How freaky. How oh. freaky. Well. I'm, do you know what would be horrible? If like me and Jade swapped bodies, that would be horrible. That would be weird. Can you imagine? Weird. That would be really do weird. Think, but Charlie's you, trying to do Would you still have sex with us? <laughs> no, I don't. Like, because either way, either way you're having sex with the wrong person or in the wrong body. And yeah, it just, there's no way of cleaning that mess up what between if, the four of us. What it's if over we, then. No, 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 but to make sure you're sleeping with the right person, the right person would just go into the other rooms, wouldn't they? Yeah, but like, I would still be sleeping with you in Charlie's girlfriend's body. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, so it would still, weird. you'd still be sleeping with Charlie's girlfriend. And um, that's just a like. mess that we can never clean up. You know what it would be like? It would be like that episode of Sex Life we watched where they went to that sex party and his best friend, who the whole season's been like, yeah, bro, yeah, bro, his wife just starts sucking his dick. And then afterwards, he's like, what the fuck, bro? And then they have a fight and then Cooper, like, fucks him up. Fucks and him then, up. And then the, the next business meeting... I need to see it. Oh, well, we finished it last night and I'm going to wait for Don't say to too much because I'm going to watch it. I'm actually going to... We Jade yeah. said the other day we're going to watch it together, so... Yeah. yeah, no, that's why I don't want to spoil it. Because, I can't wait uh, for you to watch it because it's just a crazy shit show. I, I said to Terry, I said to Terry, there's only one way this is going to end at the start. I was like, this scene has got to happen. There's a specific scene that must happen. And that is exactly how it ends. That's the final note from which Fantastic. it ends. Yeah. Fantastic. I can't uh, wait. But yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. Definitely check it out. I can't wait. Freaky though, I really enjoyed. From the director of Happy Death Day... Yep. Uh, I haven't seen Happy Death Day 2 is that the same director? Uh, yes no, it's the same director Christopher uh, okay, Landon yeah. or something um, yeah the original title of this movie was uh, going to be called uh, Freaky Friday the 13th 
Um, oh, really? Which I think is interesting, yeah. Because um, obviously a lot of references to it being Friday the 13th. And I think that's actually quite a cool title. Um, but I, I understand yeah, the choice yeah. between going for Friday, just in case people... Well, it's out. kind of Freaky Friday meets Slasher Movie, really, isn't it? It's Freaky yeah. Friday meets Friday the 13th. Yeah. That's why that title... Yeah. It's, it's one of those genius titles that film fans would come over. Yes. But I see why marketing it across the world, they'd call it freaky. 100%. Yeah. Can you imagine being like, have you seen Freaky Friday the 13th? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a mouthful. It's a, it's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought Vince Vaughn was terrific in it. I thought it was yeah. some fantastic kills. I think the horror was handled better than Happy Death Day, even though I, I really enjoy Happy Death Day. I got a real I soft spot for it. Um, but the comedy was great in both but i think the horror was better in this one like the, some of the kills like the bottle and like just the way those teenagers were getting massacred at the start i was like this Fantastic. i haven't felt like this in a while i haven't had like a proper proper slasher in a while i um, can't look at those things <clears throat> i really can't like i have to i always yeah. have to look away i'm such a coward because just like oh the thought of it happening that's why i don't like yeah. saw and all those things because it's just i just mm. can't watch it just can't yeah. do it it's just syrup and food coloring <laughs> I know Charlie we disagreed about this the other day didn't we but I, I kind of feel like as much as I do find the comedy funny I do feel like they just watched Jumanji and went yeah, yeah. a comedian playing a teenager a, teenage a, mid, a middle-aged man playing a teenage girl like that's the joke that's what we're going to do for Freaky like, I know obviously it's based on Freaky Friday and all those kind of body swap movies but I definitely feel like in terms of the lexicon of things that have just come out I feel like that was definitely the pitch do you know what I mean? Like, this is funny. People, lo- people love Jumanji. They love this Jack Black joke. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that's interesting because that. I think that I think it's a thing that's it's gone through. They've done it so many times. Uh, this kind of thing of like a guy pretending to be in a body. But I do understand what you're saying. But it's always, but, but it's always, but, one, but all the examples it? are like teenagers or like thirteen going on thirty. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think specifically mm. that kind of idea of like. Ooh, I'm talking like oh, we're doing your makeup stuff. Isn't it funny that I'm like Vince Vaughn and like I'm Jack Black. I'm like a middle-aged man and like I'm talking to you about makeup. Like that's that's the joke, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think um, it's but- um, really interesting as I get older, starting to like not relate to the teenagers in, in movies anymore. If that makes sense, that's a uh, really strange thing when you start to realise like you're more on the adult side than the teenager side and all the teenage stuff you kind of can't relate to anymore because you don't live in like the world that the teenagers live in nowadays is so mm. different to the world we lived in as teenagers so now I, it's I had really a moment like weird that to get we old and feel that yesterday. yeah which bit you're um you're lagging hilariously behind me um, yeah same <laughs> <laughs> you you've only you only just moments ago said no you go on <laughs> i think she's still Kind of delayed. No, I'm like, here. I, I'm listening. Here. I'm waiting. I, I said which bit of uh, community? Oh, it was just when um, I saw that uh, Annie was born uh, on her birth certificate. She's like the age I am now. And I was like, oh, the Annie that I watched when I was a kid at school was supposed to be the Annie at this stage in my life. Do you know what I mean? That's weird to me. Because yeah. I always think of them as like older than me. And now I'm like, oh, no. They're not older than me anymore. No. <laughs> I'm supposed to be that person. Yeah, yeah, that's weird, isn't <laughs> yep. it? Yeah, it is weird. It is weird. But you know what? That's what that's what time is, you know. History, you know, is full of repeating mistakes and everything's ruined eventually. But in the nineties there was this perfect marriage of form and function, known as the jet ski. And anyway, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop referencing things now. Uh, freaky, I thought it was 
freaky fun. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, by the way, I might say that on that Jack Black note, I don't think it's derivative of that. I just think that's the... the we're trying to sell this movie. Yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it's derivative. Yeah. Or, or at least, the, it, like Happy Death Day, the ways in which it's derivative, it's clever about... Yeah. And it's it's doing it on purpose, isn't it? Well, uh, I just think, it's a know, prestige, I think, to a lot of this stuff. It's a, you know, it's Freaky Friday. Oh, it's, it's gonna Yes, yeah, it's yeah. All, In its concept itself, it's already, well, not derivative, but it's 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 a pastiche, isn't it? It's, yes. It's, it's but, trying but, to recreate. But, I don't, but it's not, it's not, it's not close enough to a pastiche. Do you know what I mean? For me. Do you know what I mean? It's still like its own thing enough. I felt like that with Happy Death Day. Do you know what I mean? Like yes, they reference yes, Groundhog yes. Day at the end, course, but it's not. Yes. It's nowhere. It's nowhere near Groundhog Day. Other no. than the fact it's a time loop. They've just put um, it in a different genre. So that's what I like yeah, about it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like I think both both movies. I mean, I would like to see Happy Death Day too. I imagine that's good as yeah, well. Yeah, I see that as well. Uh, they skirt that line perfectly between giving us, you know, the the references and the film language that's being used that we know from watching other movies, but also I feel like I'm getting something fresh. Yeah. I haven't seen Happy Death Day. I think you'd enjoy it. I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, it's good. good fun. I actually did see it with my last girlfriend, though, so... Oh, no. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's out. We can absolutely know, not watch any of I the same a, movies. I have a rule. I can't see the same yeah. movie twice, you know, no, with two girlfriends. It. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of, like... It's like the equivalent of crossing the streams, you know. You just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 She's just... Oh, 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 <laughs> I'd like to resign from the Full Fat Podcast. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, we we didn't we, I couldn't watch this movie with Terry because she wasn't available. So here's my ex girlfriend to discuss it. <laughs> no, here's my new girlfriend. <laughs> I don't chase them, I replace them. <laughs> and if I'm dressing them, I'm undressing them. <laughs> oh I God, wish that, that you didn't make back. me laugh. <laughs> like I wish I could see, keep a straight face when you do stupid little things like this, but you you just make me laugh, and then I have hold no moral high ground because I'm laughing at you. <laughs> that's that's the best way, actually, um, guys and girls. If you're ever in an argument with your partner, um, if you can make them laugh whilst they're arguing with you, they have lost all credibility in the argument. They know they have, and then the argument's over. It's perfect. Uh, that's how me and Matt have survived through life. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I know you're mad at me, but if I just, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. continue being the clown that I am, maybe you'll. Let's look at Terry's face. She's smiling. Uh, it's all good. It's yeah, he just talked about replacing me, and I'm laughing. You know, um, <laughs> it's because secretly I can't wait. <laughs> you can't Can we... wait to be replaced. Let's not have a couple spat here. Let's move on. <laughs> let's not have a couple spat here. No, no, Terry. Let's do it here, right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Charlie's like, I beg you. <laughs> can we talk, please talk about the best scene in Freaky, which is when Vince Vaughn and uh, I think the character's name's Brooker uh, are in the car together. And oh yeah, <laughs> uh, which is for me what I think is the best scene in the movie because it's like delivers on the promise of the premise, um, and also is hilarious. Whilst also you're cutting to back to the actual threat, which I thought was uh, fantastic. Uh, just also yeah. a quick little thing is that uh, I believe Booker, the character Booker's last name uh, was Strode, uh, which is a reference to Halloween. Laurie Strode. Strode. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, which I thought was cool. They oh, did nice. a few things like that in that. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I liked. Yeah. I, I, I also really yes. liked how um, oh, it's... It's Vince Vaughn, and I, don't, I can't remember who the the, the main actor is. Her uh, name's Christine. Uh, 
Hendrix, something Hendrix. Am I right that she's going to be... I think she's going to be in the next Ant-Man as the daughter. I'm pretty sure she got cast oh. as the daughter. Oh, they've, they've recast her. Interesting. I'm pretty sure she's playing the daughter. Can I just like mm. say that she's beautiful and then we like have a movie where she's like the outsider and the ugly one and no guy would ever touch that beaver. And oh, that's, I'm, like, that's a classic high school movie though, isn't it? Uh, it just, every time movie. it just pisses me off so much because it's like she would get eaten up at school. Like, let's not pretend. Oh, I know. But Catherine Newton's a movie reality, don't you? People want to watch attractive people. Catherine like I reckon, like I reckon, obviously, you know, you'd cast me if it was a realistic movie as the jock, but because you know I'm kind of you know quirky, I guess you'd cast me as the nerd. But you know, it's like it's the same thing, isn't it? Like you know, obviously, you think I'm really handsome, but you know, I'd play the nerd. That's that's what you meant, right? That's what you meant. Sure, honey. See, see, you can't retract it now. You said it. <laughs> yes, baby. Okay, so more on freaky. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I was just saying, I really loved how um, he was playing it. Like how we've known that character up to that point from her perspective, and then she was doing the opposite, like standing, like looking very intimidating, the leather jacket, yeah. like that was that was perfectly done, and also ample opportunity for jokes. I loved it when Vince Vaughn looked at her and went, "Oh my god, I love what she's doing with this whole jacket <laughs> thing." And then she goes to uh, Booker, did, "Did you do you like that? Do you like that? <laughs> Is that working for you?" <laughs> that was great. That was my favorite gag of the whole thing when she said that. I thought that was, was so good. funny. Um, did you also not enjoy? And Charlie, I know you'll enjoy this one, but Terry, did you enjoy this that? There was no excessive world building. We cut to the sacrifice thing. They're on like the top of a main Straight pyramid. Straight to the action. Yeah, like yep. from that visual of like the sacrifice thing, we understand that this is some sort of freaky device that's going to do a freaky thing, and yep. we don't have to have it explained. Like it's just you know what I mean. Like and 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 I also liked the conceit that they needed to swap back within a certain time limit because it just yeah. kept it. This this, this yeah, is, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, this is what we mean when we talk about good pacing, like. It just gets straight into the action without sacrificing clarity and then you're presented with the problem yeah. and then by the end of the hundred minutes it's resolved. We've had a laugh, we've had scares, we've felt something. Like that's what yeah. good pacing is. I, is I think the movie, sim the simplicity of the story like really made it work. There were no like complicated, sharp turns. I, I think it was so simple, but I also think that might have been its downfall because I just think that in the 90 minutes, even though it's not very long, I do feel mm. like it was still dragged out a tiny bit. Mm. And you, you obviously felt the same way because you had a little nap in between. <laughs> I fell asleep for, yeah, a little, a little, a little didn't bit Didn't miss a thing, really. So. I, I missed, I missed like, a little bit of the hijinks at the party. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll fill that in. There, there <laughs> weren't many hijinks, to be honest. So. I just was like, you know when you're so comfy in the cinema seat, you're like... Oh, and we were in like this really tiny screen with only like three rows, so it was so cozy and so warm. Like, I get it, I get it. Yeah, anyone that's been to the Leicester Square City World, where they often do Fright Fest, there's this weird screen, screen three, and I believe screen there's, six there's is also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the, the tiniest so cinema screens. Small. It's almost uncomfortably it. small for a cinema. Oh, yeah, I quite like it. Because I, I think that no matter where you sit, it doesn't really matter because the, the screen's big and like they it's a further enough away from the screen where it almost feels quite intimate i think uh, I, quite well, like I find it. it very claustrophobic i think it's very yeah. it's too packed in and yeah, also like, like you go to watch a film with somebody and you're always like far away from kind of other people or like it never feels like you're really sat like on top of people so i'm never really too bothered about like popcorn or other people eating popcorn because like the movie's the main thing but in there 
it feels like you can feel the presence of the other people. You can f- see the guy eating his hot dog. Like yeah. it's I think that I think that exposes how many films me and Charlie have gone to because I feel like my whole cinema experience is synonymous with bumping elbows of people and <laughs> feeling hot and sweaty because there's so many bodies in the room and like particularly something again like Fright Fest. When you're packed out, I, I remember one year I was sat like directly in the middle of the big screen. Like I just I, it just gets so hot. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like there's so many people like shuffling around and stuff. Like mm. um, my recommendation would be sitting on the sides, even though you, you don't get quite as good a an angle. I just think it's, it's so much easier for your sanity. Don't tell them I'll see days there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they'll book those seats, don't they? Yeah, they'll exactly. Seats. They'll book our seats. Uh, I, 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 something I also want to talk about with uh, with you, Matt, was just that, and I think this film couldn't be. I don't think Vince Vaughn could have done this movie ten years ago. I think that this movie is a perfect sort of blend of the movies that he did in the early two thousands. These comedies, these sort of. Uh, the comedies that he's known for. And then now, the last past 10 years, he's been doing more serious stuff where he's played a more intimidating threatening figure, like Brawl in Cell Block 99, like uh, True Detective Season 2, like uh, Drags Cross Concrete. And I feel like this was the perfect blend of his evolution of him as an actor in terms of he's still playing the intimidating figure, but he's also in a comedy. And I thought that was... Uh, I th- it was really interesting to see that, I thought. and just wanted to see if you... Uh, I think you that's really about. interesting... No, I, no, I'm fascinated by that because I hadn't actually thought about it until you said it. Like, when you watch something like Brawl in Cellbot 99 or True Detective Season 2, I remember both times we were kind of like, oh, this is kind of like a new side of Vince Vaughn that I've not seen before. Or, mm. or at least it's, you know, it's, it's a return to something a bit more serious. You know, you obviously, he did stuff like Swingers, but he's known for being a comedy guy, isn't he? Mm. Um, so I think you're right there. But I hadn't considered that if you take, like, that and Drag Across Concrete and those sort of films out of the mix would you be as accepting as him, as him running around slashing people up? Yeah. And I think you're right. I don't know if you would. Whereas to go from comedy man doing the internship with Owen Wilson to yeah. doing True Detective and, and, you know, all those things to kind of circling back around to the comedy, I think, I think you're right. I think that's exactly why it works. He's done both now. Mm. He's, he, kick, he kicks so much arse in Ball and Silver Oh, my That's God. He's so sick in it. He's fucking... Yeah, the arse. fights were that. really good in it. Yeah, 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 that's a great movie. Everyone should check that out. Really enjoy that film. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy that movie. And I love that like he just sort of goes down like the descent into the the nine circles of hell, the seven circles of hell. Dante's whatever. Inferno, it's like, yeah. Yeah, like it just keeps getting worse and worse for him the deeper into the prison he goes and it becomes more hellish. Like, so yeah, great movie. I'd happily see that on again anytime. Same. And Drag Cross Concrete, to be honest. Definitely, I agree. Fantastic. Nice. Bit, bit too long drag across concrete, I think. Yes, definitely. definitely not as tight as Brawl. Yeah, definitely not. No. Do they drag the movie across concrete? <laughs> no, but um, there are some really heartbreaking moments in it. Oh, which, no, I won't spoil. Very heartbreaking moments, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's a good movie. Oh, and nice. so is Freaky. We'll watch it then. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Freaky, going back to Freaky, it gave me one of my favourite lines that I've heard in a movie for a long time. Mm. And it's where the one of the jock guys like puts his hand on her bum and then she turns to him and she's like, your touch makes this pussy drier than sandpaper. And I just oh, yeah, lost that was my great. mind. I thought it was fantastic. I'm stealing that. Don't touch me in a club because that's what you're going to get told. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, I thought it was, it was a very sad because everyone's seen 
that sort of situation in a club or a night out, or you know, you know, if you're a girl, you might might have experienced it. And like, and just the way he's like, the way he's like fronting to his mates, like, yeah, yeah, like this ass is mine. And then she gets shut down. He shuts, she shuts him down, and then she leaves, and he's still like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She totally wanted me. <laughs> it made me laugh out loud a few times throughout the movie. That, that's like high school stuff, definitely. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Go check it out. It's cinemas. It's out now. Go to the cinemas, people. It is time. Needs Please to do. It's great fun. You'll have a good time. Mm. Uh, is there... I feel like we've been chatting for a while now. Should we... We have. Should we wrap things up? Yeah. Do we have anything yeah. to talk about? Um, uh, I could rattle off some quickie things we've seen. If we want to you know, I mean, keep some things to a minute or two. If there's anything good. else you've seen. I saw The Tomorrow War. Quick review. Uh, way too long. Shocking script. The... Actual action sequences, tearing up the dino monster beasts was fantastic. There's some really good set pieces in there. Um, it's a fucking crying shame it's not out in the cinema. Uh, and it needs to be, you know, there needs to be about 40 minutes shaved off of it. Or failing that, there should have been a second draft of the script. Uh, but at the same time, an original big sci-fi epic, I don't want to be too nasty on it. But at the same time, studios need to be trying harder. Do you know what I mean? Like, if this yeah. was James Cameron's The Tomorrow War we'd be talking about it in 20 years time because it would have been tight as fuck, but yeah, it's yeah. not. So it's just, it's just an hour's movie sat on the mediocre pile with some good moments. Okay. Interesting. I need to check it out. I'm Indeed. intrigued. Uh, we also, uh, Matt, didn't we? We watched a film called Oxygen, which is on Netflix. Oh yeah. And it is directed by the director of Crawl, Alexander Aja, I cannot pronounce his name. but Fantastic um, movie. Fantastic film. Um, he, I'm really excited by this director because I think he makes really interesting genre movies that people would usually write off as like trash kind of ideas and then make some classy, but still keeping mm-hmm. that exploitation nature nature of it um, yeah. intact. Uh, I particularly found that with Crawl and this film called Oxygen. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it's all essentially, if you want to know the premise, essentially this uh, lady wakes up um, in a uh, incubator type thing and she basically has no idea how she got there, why she's in there and her oxygen levels are dropping in the incubator. Um, and it's a fantastic movie. Um, it gets very interesting, uh, some really interesting concepts in it. Uh, it gets surprisingly bigger than you'd think it would. Um, I'm trying not to say too much because I think people should watch it it's really fun it's obviously mostly set in this one it's kind of like a play on the buried concept but a more sci-fi version of that um, but I, I, really I was going to make a buried joke and then I thought I'd squash it <laughs> <laughs> sorry um, I don't know if I actually cut you up there because you were you, you, you were talking at a normal pace and then when I started speaking you went <laughs> no 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 it was uh, no it was good it was good timing um, it was perfect timing oh. yeah it was perfect yeah, I agree with your assessment of I really enjoyed it. I think there's a great reveal around the midpoint, which mm. wasn't what we were expecting. No. And um, it does a really good job of adding to the stakes with every scene. Do you know what I mean? There's like a new problem being added that's making the last problem worse. And it, it, you know, it's got that great sort of building tension. Definitely, a lot of great tension in it. Um, and surprising for something that's mm. so restricted in its surroundings. Um I also think it does a good mm. job of, I mean, uh, obviously they're stuck in one place. There's going to be parts where you see sort of cutbacks, but I actually think it does a good job in kind of explaining why 
we're cutting as opposed to just being kind of lazy with the writing and just going here we're gonna have a flashback i feel like they kind of try they at least attempt to explain why we're having a flashback uh within the the narrative that we're watching um which i enjoyed i respect yeah i'd i'd agree i think it, it does what something like um oh, what's the fucking sandra bullock gravity, gravity it does something yeah. it does what it does the same sort of conceit in gravity where yeah it's about this disaster but it's also about her being a mother and losing her child and that sort of stuff but i think it does it in quite a ham-fisted way where you're just smashing it in there so that we get the theme in there whereas i think oxygen does it really organically like the backstory we learn about the character is something that you need to learn and it's something that she definitely would bring up in this situation mm. um and it works it works so much better for me when they do it like that rather than it being the way it's done in gravity i think it's a bit ham-fisted <laughs> Uh, don't get me wrong it doesn't deal with any concepts that we haven't seen before but or her, yeah, it's, in, it's, in the sci-fi realm of things but I think it it takes a new perspective on it and a new mm. puts it in a new way that I mm. I enjoyed so yeah see. that's all I'll say about that one <laughs> Tez you got anything? you don't have to um I started getting Matt to watch the B movie and we're going to finish that so we'll have that for you next week oh yes he enjoyed that um, oh, I do have a, a shameless plug if we're done talking about stuff we've watching because I didn't actually watch that much this week. Yeah, I was just gonna say I was enjoying B movie and I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, we'll have it for next week. Yeah, um, plug away. No, I was just gonna say that I'm taking part in a charity white collar boxing match in September, so there will be links for uh, charity. I'll be doing like a, a 24 hour stream. I'm thinking on my Twitch um, to hopefully raise money for that for Mind. Um, which is the mental health charity and links will be coming out on my social media and Matt's hopefully because he'll share because he likes me um, <laughs> uh, the links will be coming out for that so there's my my plug for the day it's gonna be interesting it is I'm gonna get punched in the face Great, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get people to bet <laughs> I'm gonna get people to bet on me <laughs> yeah. what are money. your bets boys I'm, I'm in the background making all the money um <laughs> You're pretty quick. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I think... I mean, it's like they train you up, don't they, across like eight weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you, get I eight would, weeks of training. You wouldn't say you're a boxer at this point, would you? So... No, but I, I guess that's kind of a mean, of it, isn't it? mean little punch. Yeah, but like, but like <laughs> you're at that level where at the end of the eight weeks, I imagine it'll be quite transformative. Mm. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be... I think it'll be... I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be cool. And I'm I think you've got a lot of balls to do it gotta do something we've been in lockdown for ever gotta do something to get kids to excite excite the people exactly uh on that note this has been the full fat podcast thank you very much for joining us next week i don't know what we're going to be doing it's just gonna, oh yeah we're just, yeah because there's no loki to anchor us down so anything could happen we'll <laughs> see if you want to tweet at us you can find us at full fat videos at murky and terry and at lemon juice lily i think i'm getting that right and if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow me at full underscore fat underscore videos, at Lemon Juice Lily, and at, is it Terry Merkin for Instagram? Yes. Yeah. Sweet. And then you can catch me on YouTube. How do you not know that I have a YouTube channel at this point if you're watching this podcast? I think that's unlikely. You know, I'm not going to do that one. We'll see you next <laughs> week. <laughs> Ta-ta for now. Ciao.